most of the time, not every time, but it's very, very, very common that the real estate that you purchased is now worth more than the actual business that you built over that 15, 20 year period. And so rather than just selling your practice, you sell your practice and the real estate and you've made more money. Welcome to PT Pro Talk Podcast. I am Mariana Parks, your host for today. In this episode, Winston Parks will talk about owning versus leasing your PT clinic and how to choose your location. Winston is a certified commercial investment member, CCIM, the president of Winston Warren, a Nashville-based real estate company focused on providing development, brokerage, analytics, and investment services to the medical space. I hope you enjoyed the show. PT Pro Talk Podcast, the fastest way to increase your knowledge with the brightest minds of physical therapy in your pocket. Give your clinic admins and therapists the tools they will need to excel. Give them systems built for therapists with their patients in mind. Systems for physical therapists, the only EMR with a dedicated members network. Hi Winston, welcome to the show. Hi Mariana. Well, so before we start, just full disclosure, Winston and I were married. Uh, and I invite him to come on the show uh, because we were talking about it a few weeks ago and I thought it would be a good idea to bring him to share a little bit about his experience uh, helping uh, medical clinics to grow. Um, so that's his background. He's going to talk a little bit about, uh, about that in a, in a little bit, but um, I thought it would be good to help PTs that sometimes don't know what to do, how to grow, should they lease, should they buy. So I'll let your, you introduce yourself, Winston. Just tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Well, thanks for the introduction. Um, my background is I started in commercial real estate about six and a half years ago, uh, working in Tennessee and Kentucky, just looking for places to build um, urgent care clinics. Um, at that point in time. And since then, it's kind of evolved into uh, doing full-blown development, um, leasing, and buying and selling of commercial pro properties. Um, I do have my own brokerage and development company based here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so you get to hear all about that from time to time. So it was interesting to uh, kind of be talking to you a little bit more in depth. I, I know that sometimes you um, you have your own thing going, and I do as well. But it was it was interesting to talk to you about what I'm doing for a new client now. And you said, "Hey, um, that might be something that uh, people in your group here on PT Pro Talk could learn from." So to date, um, we built about 75 plus medical clinics across seven states, and work with various different medical companies. And we can work with retailers as well um, to help grow their their operations. Their, their brick and mortar footprint. Okay, so let's start from the basics. What is commercial real estate? Good question. So the simplest and easiest way to think about commercial real estate would be anything that is not your single family home, right? Um, commercial real estate is anything from a strip mall next to Walmart, uh, to Walmart itself, to a big medical office building, to uh, the 
kind of single tenant Walgreens or urgent care that you may have in your market uh, up to you know a million square foot of Amazon warehouse space. So it's a very big market um, and it has a lot of different asset classes within commercial real estate. But um, also it's, it's valued differently. Uh, and typically we call that a cap rate, uh, which is the rate of return that you would want on something. So commercial real estate is also valued by cap rates, not so much as the, the house next door comparable. Okay. Um, so why do physical therapists need to know about commercial real estate? Well, uh, that's a great question. I think that, you know, when we were talking before, um, you know, physical therapists deliver their care in communities, right? And so uh, it's important where they select the locations to put their clinics. Um, you know, how easy is it to get to them? Do people know that the clinic's even there, um, et cetera, et cetera. So a physical therapist, no different than a doctor or an urgent care provider or a dentist, um, you know, it's important. Their, their footprint is very important. So um, I think that one, just from a business standpoint, it's important to understand the the importance of commercial real estate, but also you never know, maybe in the future, um, PTs want to invest in this asset class. Um, and, and it's important to kind of know the basics. Um, and just understanding what's important kind of helps them decide where they should go, why they're going there, uh, which location can be, be a clinic success. And so what should PTs look for uh, when deciding on a new location? What should they look for? Um, I think PTs, kind of going back to what I said before, is understanding like who their patients are. Um, you know, that's the most critical part. And that doesn't matter. That doesn't, that's in anything, right? That's if you're selling tacos uh, to selling PT services, right? You need to understand who your patient is and try to use data to get as close to those patients as you possibly can. Um, so I think when PTs are looking to put their new clinic or to expand an existing clinic, it's probably best that they work with a real estate broker or developer uh, in their market or someone who specializes in that rather than just a friend who um, kind of invests in real estate type thing. You really want someone who's specialized that has access to data. And by data, I mean, um, you know, not just the demographics such as household income, number of people that seek physical therapy, uh, insurance providers, People just overall, do they spend more money on health care than most? Um, you know, age range, is there a higher geriatric um, um, number in, in that community, um, et cetera, et cetera. Up to, you can even get down to the detail and psychographics and really kind of narrow in to exactly the profile of that community, right? So just really understanding data. Um, it's going to be important when you're when you're looking for your sites, uh, and that's what PT should should consider when they're trying to find a a new location. Um, and I say that you know it's important that when you're you know you're looking at data to not paralyze yourself. There can be so so many points uh, to look at. You don't want to have it cripple yourself, but you do want to make sure that you're 
using uh, existing competitors in the area. And a good real estate professional um, should be able to help you understand who your competitors are in that area, how far away there are, down to how many physical therapists, you know, how many physical therapists serve a certain population size. So are there 500 people per physical therapist in that area? Um, stuff like that. So uh, I think, I think commercial real estate is far more important for PTs than what what actually um, you would actually think of on the surface. But how like how can normal people find this data? Is that something that's just like accessible to you as a professional, or can anyone like look for this data? How can we find this data? Well, there are websites out there, right, um, that you can go on and, and, and use, and, and um, there's several different websites. But um, I would say that if you don't use it in your day-to-day, -day, it's going to be a bit cumbersome. Um, and so definitely look at websites. There, there's several of them out there. Um, you've got the big websites that have, like, site-specific um, stuff, so just LoopNet or CoStar. Um, where a lot of people go on and say I'm a physical therapist and I'm looking for space, um, I may go on LoopNet and see what's available in my market and and talk directly to um, the 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 owner's agent to try to rent space. I don't recommend doing that. Um, I do recommend you looking at LoopNet to try to get an idea of what's out there in your market. But I do not recommend you talking directly to uh, an owner's agent. So as far as the data is concerned, um, LoopNet has some data, but not very much. And it's not going to be the psychographics or the demographics like I just discussed. It won't have anything for, you know, insurance providers, uh, age groups. I mean, there's a lot of data that's available out there. So again, I personally, there is a little bit of a bias, but I believe you should work with a competent commercial real estate um, broker or developer to really kind of get the data together because that's what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Um, and if you do choose to look up someone in your market um, and that person isn't me, I recommend you look up a CCIM and that's a Certified Commercial Investment Manager. Um, you have to go through a designation, uh, you know, it's pretty costly uh, and there's a process. Only I think 7% of commercial real estate uh, professionals have this designation, and I find them to be some of the most competent um, folks out there and most thorough. They have access to a lot of data sources uh, and can really get, you know, most any information that you're going to need uh, to open up a, a successful physical therapy clinic. Which I think it's crazy. It's like before we talked about that, and I I understand a little bit better about the market is. I had no idea that like commercial real estate people had this data and could help you to like make a better decision. I thought it was just like someone that would tell you like what do you have available on this like neighborhood that you want to go in. So that's kind of interest to, interesting to learn that you have people that can really like help you with like data that that's something I had no idea before our discussion. So um I think that's something that could help other PTs too. Yeah, and Mariana, it's it's interesting because a lot of big companies obviously are using data to make their decisions, right? But smaller providers and smaller groups, they're just so busy 
they oftentimes overlook the importance of data to make their decisions. So, yeah. you know, you look at like a McDonald's, they're clearly going to be using data um, to help make their decisions. You look at large hospital groups, you know, they're using data to make their decisions. Are they, McDonald's considers themselves a real estate company uh, at the core. Is the hospital group a real estate company? I would argue it's probably not. So they may not be making th those decisions using data. And my experience has been the vast majority of small businesses, you know, one, two, five clinics, um, they're not really using data to make their real estate decisions because that's not their core competency. That's not what they really are. Yeah, people just don't know what they don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. So what else is important other than data when you're looking for a new location that you should pay attention to? So, you know, I really call it like the three pillars. You've got location. Everyone says location, location, location as the three pillars, but I disagree with that. Um, I think you have location is very important. You have accessibility, very important. And you have visibility, which is very important. So um, location is key, knowing where to go, um is is very very important just because you get something that's cheap and it's behind everything else um but you got a great deal that's oftentimes a recipe for disaster we've all seen that we've all been to like the little hidden doctor uh medical office building that's kind of behind everything um and those are are, are becoming outdated and they're becoming outdated because of the, the proliferation if you will of urgent cares who are right next to Chick-fil-A or, you know, McDonald's or Walmart, right? So location is very important. Um, accessibility. Accessibility, I mean, just how easy is it to access the building, to get to it, to get to where you want to go? Um, how many times have we been somewhere and you, you saw a sign for a restaurant, but you didn't, you didn't know how to get in, right? It's very frustrating. So if you do end up actually going there, you're frustrated the moment you walk in because you couldn't hardly find the place, right? And it's the same thing uh, with any 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 medical office building. They need to have great um, um, ingress and egress to be able to access the building. Um, and it's also a safety item. You know, folks that are visiting physical therapy clinics um, or you know urgent cares, for example, um, they're oftentimes in pain. You know, they're they're hurting. They're not a hundred percent necessarily alert, um, not from a medical standpoint, but from a, just, they're just, they're in pain. They have other things on their mind. So you don't want to make it very hard for people to access your, your, your business. Um, and then of course, visibility from a branding perspective, you need to have visibility. You, that's an important part of building a brand and building your business. People driving by it every single day, but them not knowing that they need that service. But the moment that they need it, they think of you. And they're not gonna know that they think of you because of that, but you have your sign and you're visible every single day to and from work. Um, and after 50 or 100 times, it kind of becomes you know, ingrained that that physical therapy company is in my neighborhood. And oh, I need physical therapy, I'll go to that one, right? Um, that's important rather than just depending on doctor referrals. You know, I've done that. Uh, if I needed physical therapy and I've said, hey, can you just refer me over to, to this one? Is that okay if I go there? And the doctor said, yeah, because it's closest to my house, most convenient. So those are, those are um, 
the three most important pillars, I think, of finding successful sites. Um, you know, it's just so important to take the time to understand what made your initial location successful or what you think makes your competitor successful, right? Um, what, like, what about that location? What about um, their branding package? How they, how they present themselves to the public? What about that um, makes you think that they're successful? And try to repeat that. You know, the, the, you want to kind of, if you find a recipe for success, you want to repeat it, right? And so that's the, that's the goal here. Um, and when you say what to look for uh, when finding a new location, look at the data. Look, make decisions, not solely based off data. You know, there, are, there is some intuition and that gut feeling that does matter. But use the data. So if the location looks good, it's got good accessibility, it's got good visibility, and it matches the data, you can go into it knowing that you did your absolute best in selecting that location, and you can focus on providing great care. And, and that's good. It's a lot better to be in that position than to just go in the cheapest place in town that nobody can see, and you don't know if your patients are actually in that area or there. You just know that there's no other physical therapist. Yeah. Great. Um, now, do you have some advice to clinicians that are wanting to expand? Yes. So everything I just said, uh, take, take that into account. Um, you know, there's, there's this new term. It's not really new anymore. Uh, it's been going around for a couple of years now called MedTel. Um, and Med is basically medical retail. Uh, it's that fusion, if you will. And, and what that is a result of is different retailers maybe going out of business and medical providers understanding, hey, I need to build my brand a little bit better. I need to get closer to the, to the end consumer uh, and build that relationship from a customer service standpoint and become a household name. And so med medical providers are coming in and, and basically being uh, in, in retail facing locations. Um, you, you see that a lot in dentistry, physical therapists oftentimes do that as well. Um, they may go into a shopping center that's, that's, that's convenient. Um, and you're seeing that in a lot of other medical clinics as well, or medical providers, excuse me. Um, so I think understanding that this is a trend that's probably not going to go away. Um, you know, if you're going to go into a market and serve that market, think through from a profitability standpoint, but also from a defensive standpoint, how do you defend your location in that market? Right. And so you oftentimes do that with the best real estate, you know, Walgreens and CVS, we all know. Um, they are on the corners of every market and every small town and big town, you know, in the U.S., it seems like. Uh, but what they did is they went into these markets and they got the best, biggest, most amazing corner in the most highly trafficked area of town. And that was their strategy. That was their real estate strategy because they wanted to be the top physical therapist. I'm not suggesting that PT should go out and get the most expensive real estate or make, you know, spend millions and millions of dollars on those, those hard, beautiful corners. Uh, but I am suggesting that think it through. What are you trying to accomplish? How big of a clinic do you need to be successful uh, and to grow in that market? 
um, and, and make sure that when you're making that decision up front, you make the best decision you can based on a thoroughly thought out real estate plan. So I, we talked about that before and what you do for urgent cares, do you build the clinics specific to them? So you go and you buy the land and you develop and you build it, you build their building. And we were talking about that. We feel like, I feel like, and I think you agree with me that physical therapists, they lease most of the times. They don't own their buildings. So in your opinion, your experience, should people try to build their building or just lease their building? Like what are the pros and cons of like building and leasing? Yeah, great question. Um, we were talking about that. That's right. Um, oftentimes, let, let me back up a minute here and say that oftentimes you see physical therapy clinics um, in kind of an inline retail space, right? Or in, in medical office space, like adjacent to a hospital, right? Um, which is fine. It can work. I mean, clearly there are physical therapy companies that have grown their operations in that manner and it works, right? Um, what I would say is that what I do, um, mainly what I do is, is help companies who want to build their brand uh, in that kind of medtel fashion, right? So what we do is, is someone has already built out their operations, maybe they've already got their back, back office built out, and now they want to just grow operationally. They want to open up new clinics. So we'll go out and we will find the land. Um, we will help do a, a market selection. Let me back up. We will help find the market that you can serve as, in this case, a physical therapist. Two, we'll find a site that we think is fantastic, right? And you say you like it or not. Um, we usually find multiple sites and then you tell us which ones you like the best. Um, three, we help with the building design uh, we help design every how many rooms you're going to have, where the water fountain will be, where the um, kind of entrance is, how does it face the road, just all the details that go into design building a property. Um, and then we handle all the permitting with the city, everything, soup the nuts, as they say, to where we hand you a key. And all you have to do is put your tables and artwork and stuff in it. Um, we'll even hang the TVs for you if you need us to, but um, where you come in and then you pay us rent upon opening for business and that that is built specifically for you. Right. Um, it's built to what exactly what your needs are. You have all of the signage. Um, your brand is all over that building. Um, and that's that's a certain strategy that companies want to take when they're really building out for a, for a long-term vision of their company. Uh, whether or not they're trying to sell it to private equity in the future, um, if they just want to expand it and they're really proud of their brand and they want to make sure that they have the most exposure to service the most amount of people. Um, that's what we do, a lot of. But we also help other people go into inline shopping spaces, right? And so I see that the most in physical therapy clinics. And there is no automatic answer. It depends on what you want. Um, if you are an individual physical therapist and you have one clinic, 
my opinion is you need to be thinking about buying your own real estate to have your one clinic. Why, you may ask. Well, if you talk to dentists and other physicians, oftentimes they, their goal, if, if they don't already have it, is they own their own real estate. Because once you build your business over 10, 15, 25 years, you need something to retire with, right? And most of the time, not every time, but it's very, very, very common that the real estate that you, that you purchased is now worth more than the actual business that you built over that 15, 20 year period. And so rather than just selling your practice, you sell your practice and the real estate and you've made more money. But a lot of individual uh, clinic owners, they, they just haven't thought that through because they're nervous. They're, they're nervous about, um, about opening the clinic and you know, servicing patients and, and you know, helping people reduce their pain. I totally understand it. But if you're an individual physical therapist opening your own clinic, you should very, very, very much consider taking the risk and buying that building um, or building your own building, whichever, whichever you think you need to do. It, it, that will all depend on that market analysis, what's available, how cheap it is, how much it's gonna cost to build. You know, you're gonna go in, you're gonna do analysis of what's your total cost for renting versus what's your total cost for, for buying. Um, and oftentimes they're, they're not much different. It's just a, a little bit more of an investment. It depends. If you're a business and <clears throat> say you've got Mariana Physical Therapy um, and you're wanting to expand and build 15 clinics this year, you as an operator, you're not really in the, the real estate business. You're in the physical therapy business, right? So you're trying to grow your clinics, 15 clinics a year, which is a lot. Your focus is on hiring people and, and getting customers in the door, not necessarily um, what, how you're going to exit with real estate. You're going to exit and get a payday by selling your business. So that's when you call someone like us and say, hey, look, we need to grow 10, 15, 20 clinics a year. Um, you know, we don't know if there's going to be capacity in the marketplace for us to be, be able to get our brand where we need it. Um, can you guys build some for us? We're going to build some and we're going to lease some. And in that case, we may go out and build it and be your landlord um, and also help you go into existing inline spaces. I don't necessarily recommend companies to go out and build 15 clinics on their own because typically they can put a better use of, they can put that capital to better use. Uh, by growing their operation. So it's a, it's a different strategy depending on who you are and what your goals are. Yeah, so my question was going to be, because the model that you use nowadays with urgent cares, they don't invest anything on their buildings, but they have the buildings designed to them. They just pay rent, correct? Correct, yes. So is that like a strategy that maybe PTs could use if they're wanting to grow, like do something like that. Because I didn't know that was an option. You can like have someone to build like a building like you want and your, your only commitment, not only because it's a big commitment, you're gonna uh, commit to 
X number of years paying rent for that space. Um, so if you're gonna if you're gonna lease, the only difference, I guess, see if I'm thinking correctly, is that you have a bigger time commitment if you build your own versus just going to like a like a retail space and like doing year by year or every two years or something like that. Is that right? Yes. So in an inline space, typically, you know, they'll you're looking at like a five year lease. Now all this is totally up for negotiation. But an inline space may allow you to go in with like a five year lease, maybe a three year lease if you're lucky, depending on the market. Whereas if you go in and someone like us, we, we build you a clinic, it's gonna be ten to fifteen years minimum. And that's what you see at like a Walgreens or or a Wendy's or a Taco Bell. That's the same market. It's called single tenant net lease, that asset class. Um, and so we would go in and build you, custom design the building, um, the parking places, making sure everything is perfect, exactly how Mariana Physical Therapy wants it done. And then you would sign a lease with us and pay us as your, and we would be your landlord. Um, the, the benefits there, are everything you just said, you get all your own signage, the, build, the building is built to exactly how you believe it should be built. Um, you have room for expansion if you want to. You can even build a little bit larger building to maybe, um, you know, to lease to other people if, if that's what you choose to do, right? Um, the opportunities are endless because it's, it's yours, right? I mean, it's not yours, but it's being designed for you, right? Um, on the other end, with the pros of, going to an inline space is it's lesser of a commitment, right? It's typically pretty cut and dry, you know, um, it's, it's not too hard to go in there. You don't have to think about it as much, right? Because you're not designing a new building. Um, but also you're sharing the parking space with a, you know, a bunch of different people. You know, you may have a, a Starbucks there and they're taking up all your parking. Um, you know, you may have a, you know, some, some assortment of retailers, a gym, different things that maybe you, you wish you didn't have as a neighbor. You know, some people complain about cannabis shops now being being in these shopping centers and not liking smells, stuff, you know, so, so it all depends. But um, there's pros and cons for each, for sure. But then that's completely different from the option of buying your real estate that you said. Yeah, yes. Um, those two options. So you've got, you've got the leasing, uh, of an inline space, which is, you know, which is very, very common in your, in your industry, physical therapy. Then you've got build to suit, which is what I do the most of, um, which is when we go out and we build, uh, building specifically for your use and, but you're still leasing from us. And then you've got the third, third option, whereas you go in and, um, and you buy the clinic yourself. So it's, it's kind of like the second, but you own it, right? You own it outright. It's a more of a, it's more of a capital commitment, right? Cause then you're going to have in the beginning, you have the risk of opening your business if you're new and having to pay that, the mortgage. I don't know how you call it, but it's, it's going to be probably like a, like a bigger value than just paying the lease. Correct. So uh, well, well, it's more risk. It's more of a risk, right? Because if something goes up, happens and you don't have clients, um, you're stuck. I mean, you have to pay. You have to pay that 
that lease. Someone's going to have to pay the lease. So you look at like what happened during COVID, right? Um, a lot of businesses were forced to shut down, but they still had their names on the lease. So they still had to pay rent. Now, some landlords were better than others in, in how they handled that situation, but you still have to. Uh, but you're still having to pay that during COVID if you're if you're on the lease or if you owe the mortgage. It's both. I mean, you're still required mm -hmm. to pay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> now, if you own the building, you have more risk because you've got um, you, you know you've got to pay the bank. Whereas if you don't own the building and you're just leasing, say for five years, um, maybe you just pay the remainder off of your of your lease and you move on, or you negotiate an exit. However, the upside's far greater if you own the building because maybe the place that you bought 10, 15 years ago has grown astronomically and now it sits it sit next to a, a new apartment building, right? And so you can sell that, that real estate for far much more uh, than what you, you can even your own practice, right? So, so there's, there's pros and cons. There's no, um, there's no automatic answer for anyone. It all depends on that person's individual situation. I mean, we've talked, you know, you and I have talked about, um, like, should you open up a brick and mortar clinic, right? I mean, should, should we open one up? And if we do that, how do we do it? You know, right before COVID, we looked at buying that, um, that, that Pilates and, and physical therapy studio in February mm -hmm. <laughs> of 2020. Um, there was a little bit of back and forth there and that we decided not to do it. And thankfully we didn't. Now that would have been a, been a, a, a leasing situation where we would have leased it. But the goal there would have been to build up your clientele for X number of years in that first lease and find something that you could buy very close by where you were. Right. That, um, that, that was, uh -huh. go, go, go. No, go ahead. I'll say I was gonna say that I was thinking here what would be like a strategy that you suggest. So that's how I was thinking. Maybe like start leasing, which is less risky. And once you have the client coming in, if you're starting from zero, mm -hmm. you you know that you're gonna have the clients, you're gonna be able to pay the bills, and then maybe you can risk a little bit more and then buy your own at that point. Would that yeah. be a good strategy? It's a good strategy, but again, I want to highlight that it's different for everyone. Um, uh, it, it's not going to be what's good for Mariana may not be good for the next person, right? Or may not be best for the next person. So in that case, if, if you were going to buy or start like a new physical therapy clinic, right? Um, then my suggestion, um, not knowing your financial position or anything else is to go in, have a lease in an inline space in a market that you want to serve. Um, having worked with a, with a commercial real estate professional, right? Not your friend who sold you your house or, or this guy, you know, who has an idea, but someone who does this for a living and is passionate about what they do and ha and has the resources to help you make the best decision. Um, go work with them and go find that market that you want to serve. Be in that market, create a name for yourself in that market. You may not have the best location, you may not have the best accessibility, and you may not have the best visibility, but you're there, you're servicing the market, you're building your client base, your customer base, you're growing. Well, then your lease is coming up, 
Maybe you have a year remaining on your lease and you have to make a decision. Am I going to extend my lease? What do I do? Well, if you're making money in the marketplace, you think you're going to be there for a while. You're not trying to sell your clinic next year or anything like that. You should seriously consider going and buying your own real estate or when I say buy your own real estate, you either buy and build a specific building for your needs or you you buy a small shopping center, a, you know, a, a small kind of like retail slash office space where you can put your own business in that space and rent out some of the other spaces to other neighboring businesses, such as a Starbucks or coffee shop or a gym or whatever. So that's my belief because you're going to make more money traditionally if you especially if you have one you know just one clinic you're probably going to make more money by owning your own real estate owning where you are you're paying rent anyway you're already paying rent right and if you have the capital to go put it in to buying the new business and you can't use that same capital to grow your your physical therapy business what are you going to do with this money? Just save it and go buy a car or go on vacation? Or you're going to put it in to something where you can you can go make more money. And that's typically uh, where you house your business. So I hope that was clear. I think I yeah. ramble a little bit. No, I think that's, I think it's good advice. It's just things I think that we, I don't think, I think our minds are just very focused on like care. We mm -hmm. don't think about these options. We don't know or would think about owning your own shop and all of that. So it's a little new, yeah, I would say. Yeah. It's like a different like point of view. Um, well, yeah, I would say just go talk to your, your, your dentist colleagues and your you know, physician colleagues. And, you know, those that have their own practice, typically their goal is to own their own real estate because they know others who, when they went to sell, they were in the business for 25, 30 years. When they went to sell their practice, those that didn't buy the real estate just had one one practice to sell. But those that bought the real estate, I mean, they they had their practice plus the real estate that typically went up in value. And so there's it's it's much more knowledgeable in the and I would say the dental and physician sector than in physical therapy. And why do you think that we don't see like in the urgent cares, PTs, like building their own buildings as much, at least? I don't know. I don't really know that answer. Um, I think it's you've physical therapy uh, clinics. Um, it's very fragmented. It's a fragmented industry, but there's not like one PT that, you know, it's, that's in all seven states that I've developed in, right? There's a lot of different ones. Um, and so, which is which is fine. I mean, there's big clinics out there. I mean, you've got large clinics that have good presence in a lot of markets throughout Tennessee and Kentucky and Indiana. Um, but you know, my position is just they're just their focus is on the patient getting out there and getting market share. So they're trying to get out there as quick as they can. So they find a location that's already built that they don't have to worry about. They just get to go in there. They lease it from, you know, XYZ property company. Um, they negotiate the lease and they're in business. They hire a physical therapist. They're in business. They move on to the next, right? And that's just their strategy. But there are 
I've had clients that told me about studies that they've read where they on average see, you know, two to five patients more per day uh, in a standalone single tenant building than their, their peers who are in inline spaces. Um, I don't have, I, I wish I could tell you what kind of what um, paper to reference or whatever. I know on this channel, you guys have a lot of speaking, a lot of uh, uh, more, more academic terms, but, but that's compared to folks that are in inline spaces. And I, my belief, my hypothesis right. is, yeah, <laughs> my, uh, my thought on that is because people that are in the, the, the buildings that have their own buildings and it's just that memory, you just build up that memory passing by it two, three times a day. And after two years, you didn't know you needed that service. Now you do. And that's who you think of. Whereas if you're, if you're kind of hidden in an inline space on the side of Walmart, you know, you don't really think of it that much, you know? Okay. I just have one more question. Um, so in terms of numbers, do you, do you feel like it's going to be higher the mortgage versus, I don't know if I'm using the right term, versus like the leasing that you have to pay monthly. Would that be much different, like renting versus buying? I know buying for probably is going to be higher, but like, is that like a, like a big difference that it makes it much harder, like month to month? Um, good question. So what we find, and I'm doing a couple of deals right now with some, uh, some folks in Texas, right? Where we're finding that the, uh, the inline space that they're trying to get into will be as expensive, if not more expensive than them building, than us building and being their landlord uh, in the same market, right? Where they would have an equally as good site, but for whatever reason, the landlord on the other location in the inline space is just charging so much more. And they're making them responsible for the build out of the interior of the building. What we do is we build everything out. I mean, we, you tell us what to do and we wrap everything up and give it to you in a lease, right? So I think your question was, is, um, is it that much of a difference? So if you're just leasing, you should seriously consider partnering with a build to suit developer like me to take a look at it and say, Hey, you know, how much more is it a month? if we just built the building and had our own building, right? And pay you. Uh, and oftentimes you're gonna find that it's not as, as much, it's not much more expensive if at all, right? But yet you have your own building, your own parking lot, your own everything. And then two, which is I think your question is, well, do I lease or do I buy, right? Um, and is the price difference that much, much different? Um, well, you would be an owner occupied, like loan. So banks really like that. They like for Mariana physical therapy to go in They Mariana can, can show the books that she can show how profitable she is. And then banks, and you know, I advise to work with your local community bank, not the large national bank, but the local banks in the community and work with them. And a lot of times I think you're going to end up paying less in a mortgage than you would, um, uh, in a, in a, in a lease. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is what you're going to do with your capital, right? I mean, if you need the capital to grow your 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 operations, 
then you shouldn't probably be trying to buy your own real estate at that moment. But if you have the capital to be able to invest into real estate, then you should seriously consider it. It it depends, Mariana. You you there is no it's always cheaper to lease versus own. That's not the case. Uh, if you think of just renting in you know renting a house, right? You're typically paying the landlord more money than it costs than if you would have just bought it, right? Not always. That's not always the case. But it typically is the case. So if you have the capital sitting in your account to be able to buy your real estate, you should seriously consider doing it. If you don't have the capital or you have just enough and you need to invest that into your operations, you need to worry about your operations first until you feel comfortable about it. So I, I wish I could give you a definite answer on that, but I can't because I'd be I'd be lying. There's too many there's too many different variables and too many different people. So let me let me see if I got that. I think it depends on your end goal. So so if you want to grow to different clinics, you want to have like 20 Mariana's physical therapy clinics, <laughs> then um, <laughs> then you should use the money probably to uh, invest on your other clinics and operations and all of that, like you mentioned, like you do for like urgent cares that want to grow. Mm. They just go and they, you build and they lease from you. But if you... You know, it, you are one clinic and um, that's your thing. We don't want to like expand. Then you should consider it more uh, serious about buying, right? Yes, yes. If you're just trying to grow slowly but surely, you should very much consider buying. Um, and look, maybe you buy one and then in three years later, you buy another one. And three years after that, you buy another one. And, and then Mariana Physical Therapy has a portfolio of, four clinics and in, in middle Tennessee. That's fantastic. You know, that is fantastic. Um, but yeah, if, if you're trying to grow quickly and you're trying to open up clinics immediately and get out there as quick as you can, you're probably, you probably want to talk to someone like me who can go in and help you put together a strategy to say, okay, in these markets, we're going to lease, uh, inline spaces and these markets we're going to build clinics to grow our brand because we've got other competitors here um, and we're going to put together a strategy for that uh, but you're going to primarily lease right mm -hmm. because your end goal there is to grow not mm -hmm. to just 20 clinics but 30 40 50 clinics and sell that company to a bigger company right that's your exit but if you're just mariana physical therapy and you're not trying to do all that that's not your that's not what you want in in life in your professional life um then yeah you should be then that's when you it's probably best for you to buy okay i think it's clear now i i think um so i think it's just good to have these discussions because i think most people don't know about all the options that they have because that's not like a common conversation in physical therapy we're here usually just talking about clinical topics and talking about specifics of uh, physical therapy and not about business and growing and like real estate. So I appreciate you sharing all of that. And I think it's less scary when you understand better what are the options and um, depending on your end goal, what should you be thinking about doing versus the other. So I think it's really helpful. Um, before we wrap up, do you want to 
add anything or any thoughts that you want to share? Um, well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for talking me into this. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I think, I think it's important for PTs to know their options. You know, um, a lot of your folks probably work at, you know, at, at clinics, existing clinics. Um, and, but some of them probably have their own clinics and it's just important for them to understand that there are options out there and your colleagues and the other practices, they've already kind of caught on to it. Um, and I think it's important for you guys to understand that if you want to build like wealth in your practice, um, you should, you should seriously consider, um, other options than just growing your, 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 your patient count, right. And creating, uh, like a a physical therapy, you know, factory. You don't have to do just that, uh, right? There's other ways to have a better quality of life. So, um, thanks for having me. I think you know, I know you're excited about this 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 podcast and uh, the value you bring, you know, your listeners. And I, I think it's cool that you're having something a little bit different, a little bit less technical, you know, and a little bit more about business, uh, which is my space. Um, and and I think it's worth it. So. If anyone wants to talk to me more, if I can add any more value, I'm happy to, to email or, or, or anything or take a phone call. Uh, you go to my website, which is winstonwarren.com. Uh, of course, you can reach out to Mariana. She, she knows me pretty well and it's probably uh, the best way to get to me. But um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was going to ask, what is your email and all of that? You already <laughs> jumped forward. Uh, so why, what is a good email and what is your website? Uh, just winstonwarren.com is the, the website. Uh, and then my email is wparks at winstonwarren.com. Awesome. So I appreciate you taking the time to share with us and accepting my invitation. So I think it's, it's helpful and it's valuable to talk um, about these kind of topics here too. So I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. See you soon. Questions, suggestions, or topics you want to hear about, talk to me on ptprotalk.com. Join our email list to receive updates and new episodes, and subscribe here. Tell your friends about it and be sure to share. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. We are going to publish today's video recording on my YouTube channel, so you can check the link out in the show notes. Thanks for joining us and I'll see you next time.